Everyman Podcast. Welcome to a very special edition. This is my 30th birthday today, and uh, you're hearing this on the day of my special birth. Um, so never, never thought I'd make it to 30. 30 always sounded like an old man age to me. Um, so I guess that makes me an old man and I'm happy to be it. And, uh, speaking of happy, my brother Daryl Campbell, uh, today is, uh, on every man assignment and, uh, he had some schedule arrangements had to be made. And, uh, unfortunately he could not join me for the every man journey on the cosmic canoe that we are all on together today. So that being said, we have a special edition here joining us today on the everyman podcast is a longtime friend of mine somebody i go way back with way back into some of the first days of high school he's an artist an entrepreneur and he is my co-host on the elite fantasy pod ladies and gentlemen live from hawaii via the power of skype the fantasy football phenom my friend and good brother alex sakura What's up, brother man? Aloha. It's uh, an 88 and stunning in Honolulu right now. We got the sun beating down on us. And yeah, man, ready to roll. Let's do this thing. Alex, I'm so happy to have you here, man, joining me on the, on the Everyman podcast. And, you know, we we are able to connect here, uh, like I said, via Skype. And it's beautiful uh, coming from two sides of the globe together to bring you positive, uh, enriching ideas. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about some football and a couple other little interesting notes. So first things first, something that's near and dear to our hearts here at the Everyman Podcast, the Danchise, a.k.a. Danny Dimes, Mr. Daniel Jones, quarterback, New York Giants, made his first start this week, huge splash, 23 for 36, 336 yards, two touchdowns passing, two touchdowns running, including the game winner, absolute beast. He's the guy in New York. His favorite quarterback growing up, Jake DeLome, makes me like him even more. Mr. Sakura, what are your thoughts on Danny Dimes? Dude, I think New York has something really nice to look forward to, finally. I mean, you know, getting Saquon last year was an awesome addition to the franchise. Key, uh, key piece right there. But, like, dude, Danny Dimes showing up. I knew this guy had uh, some upside right uh gettleman took him in the first round six overall pick it was a stunner for the draft like the whole nfl world kind of questioned gettleman and um it seemed like he was making some like bold moves big risks to try to like keep his job and solidify and um i think the i think it's gonna pay off like from what it seems uh so far like i said i knew this guy had upside but i was not expecting almost like 350 yards uh two touchdowns passing usually you know, rookie quarterback first start, you're expecting a lot less than that way softer numbers. But then like the two um, rushing touchdowns, incredible. My man can move around. And um, I was not expecting that. Well, awesome. I awesome think performance. I think people slept on his mobility and, you know, you can go back in the archives in the Everyman podcast. And we were talking about uh, Danny Dimes way back in the, uh, you know, right after the draft and the combine episodes. Um, and, you know, he, almost is ran the same 40 speed that cam newton ran and he's taller than cam 
Yeah, I had no idea about the 40 uh, being that comparable to Cam. Actually, when um, Danny Dimes was coming out of college, I saw more of a direct comparison to a young and healthy Andrew Luck. He's got that cannon of an arm. Uh, he can move around. He's pretty mobile. So that's what I kind of had in my mind. But it seems like he's healthier, younger, more mobile. He's uh, He's got a lot of poise out there, too. He reads the defenses really well. And that's super rare for a rookie quarterback to do right off the bat like that. His predecessor being Eli Manning, I'm sure he picked up a little bit from him throughout training camp. And that's an awesome mentor to have. But let's get the Danny Jones show on the road. Dude, I'm 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 eager to watch it, and uh, I know you know some of our listeners. Shout out to Fishtown Tony. I know, um, you know you are ironically uh, you're you're going to be riding him to the championship, is what you think, and uh, but uh, I'm here to tell you that uh, we were right about Danny Jones, and I uh, can't wait to see how the season progresses. Um, like I said, he seems like a down to earth dude. You know the pictures of him wearing an Eli Manning jersey and hang, you know, with his brother and the Vic jersey. And like I said, Delhomme's his favorite quarterback. You can't really, can't really go wrong with that. He's a he's a likable guy, and I think he'll do uh, he'll do well up there in the Big Apple. Yeah, I actually kind of think he looks like a young Jim Carrey playing a football player. <laughs> he's got a he's got yeah. a similar kind of what is it face similar face. Yeah, all. he's kind of got like a, a, an expression of uh, about him, a little bit of a shock. Yeah, and I can't read him. I can't. I look at his eyes. I can't read him. I don't know what's happening up there, and that must be terrifying for defenses because they want to get in the quarterback's head. They want to be able to kind of read you and shake you down a little bit. But he looks I a little crazy. To, yeah, he does. To say the least, he my man looks a little crazy, and a little crazy is good, especially for New York, especially for that crowd. Um, yeah, I think New York kind of found a gem there. Yeah, I bet I bet there's a lot of Danny Jones uh, jerseys being sold this week. And you know the the thing about that's interesting too is the the team really is getting behind him because they're. I saw um, you know the players were saying, "Hey, this is definitely our quarterback. We're going to ride him to the wheels fall off. Like we're behind him." And he was he was leading them down the field. So shout out to uh, the franchise, Danny Dimes. Where where are you, bro? Um, speaking of interesting moves about the NFL a saga we've been covering here in the Everman podcast and also we talked about it dearly on the elite fantasy pod Mr. Big Chest aka Tony Totap aka AB number one in your hearts number 84 slash 17 on the field for one week Antonio Brown lasted 13 days with the Patriots Big Daddy B Coach B Belichick did not want to deal with him anymore where's he going from here man all right. I mean, this is a pretty personal perspective on the matter, but I think AB needs to get away from the game uh, for the rest of the season, at least. I think he needs to go handle himself, uh, handle his off-field issues, kind of recenter the chakras a little bit. But I saw this pop up on the show sheet, and I'm just so over AB at this point, Justin. It's it's just a headache for everyone in the NFL. Just unnecessary headlines. And I don't doubt that my man is ultra talented. He's put in the work, but I don't know what's going on right now with him mentally. It's, it's I don't think he's in a good place. And I think you kind of need that clarity. You need to be focused on the game. And it does not seem like he has that clarity at the moment. Um, just 
every week something new in the headlines, something else is popping up about him, a lot of backlash from the media, a lot of side stories, and things are spinning and swirling and spiraling. If I was AB, take a step back, my man. Just figure shit out off the field. Maybe get away from the game for a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. He's made such a great career. He's got tons of money at this point from signing fat contracts here and there. And he's got quite the reputation, the possible Hall of Famer. But he's he really needs to kind of reset at this point, I think, before he gets back on the field. I think you might be onto something there. And, and it is, you know, it's kind of crazy to see how in in like less than a calendar year the public opinion of him is swayed so much from where he was when he didn't show up to practice for the Steelers and you know they benched him that last game and then you know all the way through demanding the trade and kind of putting the putting it out there thanking Pittsburgh for their time before he was even released from the team and you know obviously what he did in Oakland all that stuff we've talked about and it's it, it's it's a bit much and you know yeah, it's something happened once he dyed his mustache blonde and did that interview about not needing football. You could kind of see something uh, in his eyes. Once again, we're reading a lot of eyes this episode. I think that's okay. You know, uh, D. Jones reading his crazy eyes, but Antonio had some crazy eyes as well when he was doing that uh, interview. I forget who who with exactly, but he was kind of saying how he doesn't need football. Yeah. And he was kind of idolizing himself and putting himself on a pedestal a little bit. And I understand having absolute confidence in yourself. I think that's one thing, but where he's at mentally right now, it's like I was saying about the clarity thing and you're, you're part of an industry, AB you're an entertainer on the field, but yes, you are a human. We all understand. I think every NFL player understands that they're a human but he kind of like took it to a, this like next level weirdness about it. And yeah, I don't know. I think he just needs to get away for a little bit and reset. I think that's the best bet for him. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Speaking of resetting, we got a lot of mobility going on with the, with the quarterback situation in the NFL. Um, backup quarterbacks are kind of in right now, you know, coming into week four, we got Mason Rudolph and the Steelers is going to be starting obviously for the rest of the year or foreseeable future. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater filling in for Drew Brees. Kyle Allen's in for Cam. Luke Falk up in uh, New York, the other team, the Jets. And Josh Rosen somehow unseated Fitz Magic, I should say. Um, they all found their way into the starting lineup. And uh, either you know from injury or supernatural phenomena that may have occurred uh, to get Fitz Magic out of there. So who do you see as maybe having the best season going out? And, and obviously we're excluding Danny Dimes because he earned the job via his hard work and crazy eyes. I really like the first three guys you mentioned, Mason Rudolph, Teddy Bridgewater, Kyle Allen. I think those guys have some elite uh, weapons around them, to say the least. I'm really curious to see what Mason does this season, uh, if his connection is as strong as I think it will be with Juju and Deontay and uh, Vance. I think he can you know, be the starter starting now. Um, I know Ben is the face of that franchise, but it might be time. I know you're a big Steelers guy, but it might yeah, be time. Yeah, but the writing to, the writing could on. the writing could be on the wall there and you know, an injury like that, you know, I've said before, throwing arm that Ben has, he may never be able to play at 
at even the level he was playing at this year, let alone his his best after that. So, you know, I think I think they obviously they invested heavily in Mason Rudolph with the high draft pick, so they expected him to play. And I think he will develop that chemistry. And you saw a little bit of it this week against the Niners, but they just it took him too long, and they didn't capitalize when they had turnovers. But he uh, Vance is actually injured. Um, he's got a shoulder thing apparently. So uh, I know he's <clears throat> he's had a lot of injuries, but. The Steelers are really high on him, and uh, I agree. Teddy Bridgewater, as long as he stays healthy, man, he's a great he's a great talent, and uh, he's you know super super athletic and mobile, and a very accurate passer. You know, kind of Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson got to the league. Um, that you know everybody forgets about Teddy because of those injuries. Um, so it's it's interesting. Yeah, I, I think uh, Teddy just. Dumping that ball off to Kamara, I think Kamara had a crazy stat line last week, just catching these short passes. Uh, Michael Thomas got involved uh, early, and just those two guys having the option to throw to those two is incredible for Teddy, who's working on rebuilding his career right now. I think uh, he might probably have the best weapons. Around yeah, they're him they're they're point. stacked, and you know they. They've got that Taysom Hill too, who's who they can put in to any position, offense or defense, special teams. He's he's all over the field, um, and you know he's highest paid backup quarterback in the league for a reason. They obviously thought that he could step in and execute just, just as good as Drew Brees. Yeah, and I think there is a very small chance that Taysom Hill might work his way in if Teddy does not deliver uh, next week, maybe the week after. I think Teddy's uh, pretty solid. He's got a decent deep ball. He can move around. He's got to get his confidence back, though, because when he was confident, he was playing a lot better, I'd say. And Taysom Hill does has uh, does have some upside, especially in uh, dynasty leagues, if that's your thing. Um, they could plug him in, possibly. I was reading some interesting stuff. He's got some comparables uh, metric-wise to Tim Tebow which is super interesting and super dynamic. He's one of the most dynamic backup quarterbacks in the league. He goes out there and uh, runs like a running back, lines up like a tight end, throws the ball all over the field. He's got a pretty good arm, maybe not the most accurate, but yeah, he's kind of um, a deep bag of tricks. He's yeah, and you know he's kind of reminds me of Tebow, but you know they say his his throwing is a little bit better, and you know hopefully we get a chance to see what he does. But um, you know the NFL, that's the, the crazy thing about it. That's uh, you know a little bit different than other other sports is that you know any any given play, you know next man could be having to come in on the field, and you know the whole history and the and the, the fate of a franchise can kind of turn on a dime just depending on you know what uh, what can possibly uh, go wrong on the field. Yeah, and when you are that dynamic, I think we've seen finally uh, in the past few years, we've seen trick plays that are actually efficient. Yeah, I remember when these trick plays started being integrated back into playbooks. They were kind of messy. Like it kind of started with a semi-efficient wildcat maybe five plus years ago, and they've been kind of spiraling and spinning off of that. Um, the infamous Philly Philly, you know, I love to bring that up as an Eagles fan. It's a great play. But there's great play. One of the best of all time in my book. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like dynamic new play calling happening all across the league that keeps these traditional defenses on their toes, especially with more old school and traditional defensive play callers and coaches. So I think Taysom Hill does have some opportunity to bring 
um, an unexpected variable to the Saints, especially with the weapons around him. But yeah, let's see what Teddy what Teddy will do. I'm not I'm not against Teddy. I'm not anti Teddy. To you know, I want to see Teddy succeed. But I I think it's just good to point out that Taysom Hill could potentially bring something a little bit different to the team. Yeah, he 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 brings a different speed to it, and he's uh, you know he's beloved by the fans. Changing gears a little bit here, man. I wanted to talk to you about something I'm really excited about, which is um, the new Joker movie. Have you uh, had a chance to to check out any of those trailers? I saw like one or two trailers so far, and bro, it looks pretty epic. He looks like a real creep. The the biggest creep I've ever seen. I'm talking off to that. The biggest the the biggest creep ever. When they said Joaquin Phoenix was playing the Joker, I was like, good. Good. <laughs> nice. I mean, ever since Gladiator, right. Joaquin... It, it, Anytime oh, you need a that creep, that's your guy. That performance just stood out to me. Like, he was the perfect little slimy snake emperor. He uh, Trying to bang his sister. Yeah, he, dude, I was about to say that. He's trying to bang his sister, bro. What's up with that? What's well, with that I mean, guy? it was Don't... Roman times, man. That's what they did back then. Don't bang your sister. Actually, I ran into a bang your sister um, <laughs> situation earlier this week. In Hawaii? Pick up some, in Hawaii. I went to go pick up some plants uh, from Facebook Market. There's, you know, like someone was selling their plants. They're moving. House plants type and, deal? Uh, dude, beautiful like cactuses, succulents. Oh. Nice house plants. I open, I open the door. I'm greeted by two Frenchies. Beautiful, fat little babies. I oh, love Frenchies so much, dude. Great dogs. They're like... Oh, so nice. But yeah, so there's two Frenchies and uh, the one's like pretty bulbous and the and the nipples were sticking out a bit. And, you know, I got to talking to the owner, asking some Frenchie questions and the brother impregnated the sister. So that's my little side story of the week. Wow. Like, eh. Stay away from those yeah. puppies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Those might have a little bit of a mental issue. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad that you were able to tie that together there. That's really beautiful. And who'd have thought, you know, uh, Hawaii, that you'd have to be worried about, uh, you know, dog incest. I mean, that's what happens on this island. Um, Tell us a little bit about what's going on uh, in Hawaii, on the island, on the big island. Where, where exactly are you, Alex? So the island is Oahu, which is the most populated island, I believe. We're looking at about one and a half million. Wow. It's where Honolulu is, which is... A huge destination. Um, I was actually just in Waikiki earlier today. Uh, I had an interview with Maui Brewing Company. Went pretty well. But Waikiki is just one of those destinations that's one of the most beautiful beaches you'll ever come across. It's crystal clear turquoise waters and just tons of amazing bars and eateries and restaurants and hotels. It's a primetime spot. Uh, Tourists and vacations and all that good stuff. So... I've been uh, pretty central to Honolulu, exploring the city, but I have been exploring a little bit more and checking out different parts of the island. And my dude, I take these car rides over these mountains, through these valleys, and it's just breathtaking. Like, I was so stuck in Honolulu just for the past few weeks. And as soon as I see the coastline in these other smaller beach towns, you kind of got uh, Kailua and the North Shore. That's where I've been kind of heading to the uh, those areas mainly and some of Hawaii Kai. That's where my girl teaches. And beautiful, lush jungles, 
coastlines that are just breathtaking. I need to get a drone. I already got a camera just because I know I'm going to do some photography out here. It's just that beautiful. But I want to get a drone, get some like top down shots. Um, I'm big into drones. It's warm. Yeah, it's been pretty warm too. It's uh, I've been going through a solid three shirts a day. Uh, a little hot. Oh, dude, I would hot. be a fucking mess. Yeah, so be chaos. I got AC in the bedroom. Yeah, 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 I got an AC in the bedroom, which is pretty nice. Helps me sleep. Is uh, AC yeah, like not too food. common out there on the island? Uh, here and there. I, I think electricity is a little bit more expensive than other parts of the country. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, and where I live, I'm actually pretty lucky. I live where the i guess um it's like the center of two different mini climates um i'm like on the cusp of the mountains and the drier flat like beach lands in an area called makiki lower makiki so i get a nice breeze coming off these mountains that are pretty central and then um yeah it's a little hotter and drier where i am but i get a little bit of nice rain some nice wind and it's pretty comfortable but yeah i'm still adapting man the humidity and stuff, so I need the AC for sure. But if I open up all the windows, you get a beautiful breeze, which is really cool. It but sounds, yeah, it sounds incredible. Is, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely the most beautiful place I've ever lived. So really excited about this whole situation. Yeah, and I can't wait to see some of your drone footage. Now, before we uh, call in here, our, our guest correspondent, Jose Martinez, field producer for the Everyman podcast and uh, Philadelphia Union correspondent, I wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, to plug your uh, your business a little bit here and what you do. So tell everybody uh, what you do and what kind of services you render. <laughs> Thanks, my man. So right now I'm working as uh, f- freelance creative services. I do a bit of photography, but my background is in graphic design. Um, I kind of started doing some logos in college, and it took off. Like I love uh, working with businesses and developing their brand identity and doing experiential things, some marketing, some promotions for the business, things that feel very natural and organic for the specific business. I think it's a huge thing to know who your market is and know your audience and tailor content uh, for that audience. So producing all types of sales collateral, promotional items, social content is huge right now, especially as the millennials are becoming more of a target demographic for all types of businesses. I think it's super important to have a strong Insta game and be very social and um, always be listening to your clients needs. So I'm actually producing a video for a vinyl floor company in the next two weeks, which is cool. Kind of dabbling with some video. I did um, a bunch of, not a bunch, but I did some music videos in Chicago with my buddy, Sean Gadley. He's a video director. Uh, So I started to get a little bit experience in video. I've, uh, I've directed some videos before too. Because I've been working in like big agencies for the past few years on the East Coast, PepsiCo, and Chicago, um, Kellogg's. So yeah, I mean, right now in Hawaii, I want to be first time like running solo in a while. I've always had my side gigs with my freelance while working full time, but now I'm committing to the freelance game. So any creative services, uh, you could call me, text me, shoot me an email, alexacora7 at gmail.com. And yeah, I'd love to elevate your brand if that's what you're looking for. Um, visually, conceptually, get some good promos going. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I do. Kind of all over in different mediums. 
My man, I love it. And you know, you can uh, sample some of Alex's fine work. Uh, he, Alex has helped me out with pretty much everything I've ever done, um, and including this podcast where he designed these shirts, the Everyman Podcast shirts, which you can get uh, on all our social media. So definitely go ahead and check those out. And uh, we are going to go ahead and bring in our guest correspondent, Mr. Jose Martinez. Joining us, field producer for the Everyman Podcast, our Philadelphia Union correspondent, Mr. Jose Martinez. Jose? Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Very happy to be here. Looking forward to uh, bringing a fresh look out on the Philly Union information to bring all to, to everyone. We're happy to have you. And uh, as I said before, uh, Jose is our official Philadelphia Union correspondent on the Everyman podcast. And he accompanied me down to uh, Talent Energy Stadium a few weeks back where we witnessed the Philadelphia Union stomp the Houston Dynamo, um, where they introduced the cannon, which is now a fixture, uh, as I understand it, of the Union and Talent Energy Stadium down there. Uh, So I'll go ahead and take credit for that uh, with our good energy from the Cosmic Canoe being there. Jose, what's going on with the Philadelphia Union? Give us an update. What's what's happening in the world of MLS? Sure. So let's start with the uh, the playoff dates here. So the playoff dates will be one sec here. Will I get my information correct? Right. So there will be six round one games taking place on October nineteenth and October twentieth. With the four Eastern and Western Conference semifinal games set for Wednesday, October 23rd, and Thursday, October 24th. Two games will be played on each of the match dates, and four, te- and four teams, two from each conference, will advance. Right Now, the conference finals will take place on consecutive nights. That will be Tuesday, October 29th, and Wednesday, October 30th. And with each of the conference champions advancing to the MLS Cup final on Sunday, November 10th. So, as of now, your Philadelphia Union is currently in third place with 52 points. And above us, we have Atlanta. Boo. Boo's boo's right. With 54 points and NYCFC with 58 points. Double boo on those guys. Right. (laughs) So, with the playoffs, there's a seeding process. Um, this seeding process consists of the top teams in each conference receiving a, a home playoff game, which the union just clinched as of uh, last night on uh, September 23rd. Um, so if the playoffs were to start right now, uh, NYC, FC, Atlanta, ourselves, and I believe DC United as well would have home game advantages. Um, with NYC, FC having a uh, first round bye, so they would come directly into the semifinals, which is not ideal. Because if we were to play them there, it's a very, very tough field to uh, to play in, as is a smaller, you know, than regulation size field. Now, where uh, where do you feel like the union should be seated? As far as player skill, do you think they they are as as good as uh, the top seed? I think right now, be us being in third place is very fair, considering you know the season we've had and considering the the status of uh, of the league and the teams above us. Um, you know, Atlanta just got done winning the MLS Cup last year, and the talent they have on that team is insane. 
Um, as for NYC, FC, the last few games, honestly, they've been being gifted points to my taste. But, you know, you don't – there's only so much chance, right? And they're, they're in first. They're four points clear right now with 31 games played, which is, you know, it's impressive. But, you know, I just – I think as long as – if we play them, if we don't play them at their stadium, we have every shot, you know – available to us to be able to take and i think we can take them down if we play them at talent energy i'm certainly looking forward to it taquito my boy um i got a bold question for you i haven't been paying uh, much attention uh to the union this season i just had a lot going on but what what are our chances of winning that cup like, what are our odds? Give me, give me a hot take right now. I want to know, like, let's get right down to business. Lay it on me. Okay, so since we clinched that playoff home game, that's, that's huge. This is, I believe, one of the first or the first playoff home game that we've had. And Talon this season has been a, uh, a fortress for us, really. It's a riot down there. It's amazing. You know, everyone, like, like this game on October 20th or October 19th will be the most important game ever played at Talon Energy Stadium to date. Um, All of the fans, the Keystone State Ultras, the Sons of Ben, everyone will have to be there in full force, singing their hearts out for 90 minutes plus. Hell yeah. You know. Love it. Um, Dude, I love that shit. When I was... uh... Growing up, I was a big soccer fan, you know, Polska number one. I'm a Polish right. boy. But uh, every time I'd go back to Poland, man, I would have to catch some of the local local games. Uh, we had Arkak Dynia. Uh, we would go to the stadium, uh, wear our yellow and blue, and do exactly that, dude. Sing our hearts out. And I love it. You're saying Philly has that energy. Philly's bringing the vibes. We're bringing the vibes, man. Um, where they're supporting 90-plus all over the place. Um, but yeah, you know, I think as long as we can move past the semis and win and win with authority, I think we have every chance of stepping in any, any opposing stadium and moving on to the final. Now, whoever we play in the final, if it's LAFC or LA Galaxy, then it might, you know, be a little tougher. But I think, you know, if, as long as we move past the, the the semis in the first round with, with some authority, I think we have a very, very good shot of winning this cup. You heard it here first on the Everyman Podcast, Philadelphia Union. We're coming for the cup. Jose Martinez, thank you so much for joining us here on the Everyman Podcast. We will have you back on again soon. We bid you adieu, my brother. It's been my pleasure. Well, you heard it here first, guys. Philadelphia Union, Everyman Podcast. I'm excited. Sakura, I know you're excited. I'm ready to get behind a championship run, and it's only October. Dude, let's do it. Let's put on our Union scarves. Let's drink some cold ones. Let's throw the game on the TV and just, you know, get into it. Support Philly. I mean, Philly is a magical town. We got all the heart in the world, and we back our teams. Like, I'm getting excited just talking about it. Just as dry as Taquito can be with his delivery, I am fucking pumped now. 
Like, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go watch the game. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Let's do it. Well, let's go, Union. Alex, thank you. I'll see you soon, my brother. All right, brother. One more special shout out, Justin, for your thirtieth birthday, my brother. Congratulations. Love you, bro. Love you too, bro. Thank you very much. Peace. <laughs>